Hello and welcome to Hearsay. I am your host, Diane Neal, and with me, as always, is my trusty producer, Danny. Hi, Danny. How are you doing? Hello. Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in Florida. Ooh, you're in Florida and I'm not in Florida. And you're not in Florida, yeah. I am just that. Although, like, it's so hard because where you are in Florida, even if we were simultaneously in Florida, um... <laughs> It's so far apart. It's like a day's drive, like no matter what. But can I can I tell you something really funny that was happening? So you know who I was texting like really rudely when we were trying to talk about the show? Hmm. Um, that was my friend. Um I'm I'm it's really funny, like she wouldn't mind if I said who she was. We were models um together. Mm-hmm. So we've known each other forever. I actually met her on her sixteenth, seventeenth birthday in the subway system in Japan. Uh, I was going to work. She was coming back and like covered in stream and all kinds of stuff. Oh, wow. And yeah, it was crazy. And I was like, hello. Cause like, yeah, we were the only, like, I'm like, hello, white girls. Right. They were just like a gaggle of like really tall white girls on the other side of the platform. <laughs> and they were like, yo, oh, I'm a white girl. And I'm like, what are you yeah, doing here? They're like, we're models. I'm like, I figure what agents you, and we, we ended up with the same agency. And, oh, wow. Yeah, it was, cool. it was like, I'm like, I just arrived. I was here this evening. Like, it was one of those, and like, you know, everyone's just like, they're so, like, I, everyone hates Americans with their, they're like, oh my God, <laughs> shut up. You know, it's like, like early morning commute in Japan. And like, there's just all these, these monsters, you know, like Mothra just screaming at everybody. <laughs> Especially Japanese culture, right? It's like very, oh my gosh, reserved. very subtle. It, yes, reserved, yeah. subtle, quiet. Yeah. I don't want to say timid like, or hey! meek. Yeah, <laughs> I like press there. I like streamers. <laughs> okay, so last night we got partying. Did you have my hat on? Did you have that club stamp? Like from a club platform. Show me club stamps. Show me. Like, right? <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is this is like perfect. <laughs> I wasn't this even close to done with that story. So just put a pin in that one for a second. Yes. Okay. So she and I are texting rudely earlier when you and I are supposed to be having a discussion about the things that are, you know, this, which is real and fun. And we keep, by the way, I'm just a little aside, everyone. It is nobody's fault. It's not even my fault. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm just going to call it the demonic forces allowed to roam in the universe whose intention is to destroy you, that's, those are the forces that keep Danny and I from doing this sometimes. So don't think it's because we don't love it. We do. Okay. So by the way, that buddy, um, so we've been friends a long time now, like almost 30 years. And she's now has a very fancy job in a medical profession, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of gorgeous and feral children. Um, just scads of money you know what i mean like everything has gone well right like everything has gone well for her and so we were talking to somebody ago because like obviously the tables have turned and we we're laughing but she's like i have she was going through all these boxes of stuff from when she was a kid that her mom finally made her take to her grown-up house you know, like eventually mm-hmm. and it was full of like all this crazy stuff that we did and i mean crazy crazy stuff and she's like diane where where can i send this so so i said I said, okay, hold on. I said, I said, you can also just address, dress it to the state that is like being in a Walmart all the time, even when you're outside. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, and it'll, it'll probably get to my house. And, and then she says to me, what are you talking, there are alligators in Walmart. And I said, I will bet you a billion dollars right now that in some Walmart, at some point in time, there has definitely been an alligator inside. <laughs> I'm like, I bet you that billions of dollars. Next thing, she sh- she shows me. I look, look at this. Look what starts coming up. Right, it's all the videos of all the times an alligator, um, an alligator has been inside of a Walmart in Florida. My favorite one that I watched. Okay, this is the this is the headline. Alligator walks into Florida Walmart. Cited for trespass. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I watched the whole like piece on the local news about this alligator that was cited for a trespass. 
And I'm like, and I said to my buddy, I'm like, oh my God, did you watch this? It did what all Floridians do. It hung out at Walmart for an hour and then left without buying anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Danny, you can't awful. make some stuff up. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so you're you're there. Look out for the the Walmart gators. Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna say, like, okay, so we were talking about how we we're like, okay, like the theme of this episode is oh, yeah. things that we were wrong about. Oh my god! And, yeah, can I- and can I just say, like, how silly was it? Was I thinking that I'm gonna fly to like one part of Florida and be like, oh yeah, I'll just go for the Diane, even if you were in Florida? I'm like, it looks so small on a no. map. I'm I'm used to like New Mexico, Colorado. No. It's huge. No, no, no. It takes it's, forever. It's it's ridiculous. It's not irrational because it seems like everything. Okay, because you know. Like I was, you know, like sometimes we're like, let's drive to Durango for the weekend. It's like eight hours, but it doesn't really seem like that much because I don't know. Yeah. But like, there's something about Florida that like, yeah, you misjudge everything. Like there's no way to, oh my gosh, there's no way to like, yeah. Um, but, by the way, it was that, that friend was texting me again. Like all we can do is talk about the gators. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's fairly normal to misjudge the, the size of Florida. Um, one thing I, we, before we do anything else. Okay. And I, I am, it's not that I'm even embarrassed to admit it. I'm just like, damn, even I, I try to be so good when it comes to like things that are real, things that are not urban myths. I spend a ton of time looking up stuff, you know, making sure it's right from all kinds of different sources that are reputable, peer review, you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> Danny, do you know what I was 100% wrong about? It, it wouldn't have anything to do with like steamed chicken. <laughs> it would it would indeed okay so i'm totally wrong kentucky fried chicken is fried chicken and they changed their name to try and rebrand because people weren't using long words like fried anymore. <laughs> 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 so i ended up I, I shouldn't have even gone on about that, but like, I genuinely believe that like in my soul, right? Like I believe that. And then a couple people were like, you're wrong. And I'm like, right, let me pull this down. And I'm like, wow, I'm not just like a little wrong. Like I'm a lot wrong. <laughs> totally wrong. And then I started get looking into like how the urban legend became what it became this whole like steamed chicken. And that's why they had to change the name. Like, and it's so bizarre. <laughs> like it made like the whole thing about them changing their name just like totally irrelevant because that story was way more interesting. And I'm like, yeah. Um, so I was wrong about that. My apologies to everyone who believed the same lie that I did. Um, Danny, you have any other ones? Um, well, one thing I was gonna say is uh, first of all. I feel like that's why these kinds of things persist for so long often, yeah. right? It's because sometimes a story is like, feels like it's one of those stranger than fiction things, but it's actually not stranger than fiction. It's just fiction. Right. <laughs> but it just feels so good. Like I actually had cut, um, like a, a few weeks prior, I cut something out of the podcast that yeah. I had said, where I was saying something about a lawsuit reaching from a news station, the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court basically saying, hey, this is, uh, it's legal to lie in news. That never happened. So thankfully in that one, I caught it before we actually uh, published the podcast. Right. One thing that I will say that I was completely wrong about. Uh Uh-huh. Not fact-checking podcasts in general. Like I should be, I shouldn't be fact-checking the podcast. Right? Like, like I should probably be like, oh, hey, like we talked about the sink. Um, And as your producer, I should let you know. Yeah. When there's something that you said that might not be accurate, right? No, but I should also know. Sorry, like like seriously. Oh my god. I honestly I'm gonna vomit. I was listening to you. I'm being Don't lie, Diane. You Annie... didn't hear a word of no, I was kidding. <laughs> like a quarter. <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean like I'm I'm seriously like life. Um there's so much that I would love to talk about that for whatever reason, Nakanda. But uh, it's awful. It explains why 
I mean, like, can you guess which gas station bathroom I'm in? Can you even guess? Like, take a stab. I was. You think it's it an looks Exxon? like a Shell station to me. Shell. Looks like Shell, but I don't know if they have Shell on the East Coast. I haven't no, they seen do. them since I've been here. No, they, they do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I kind of like. I'm not gonna give it. It away. looks like an like old a... shell, though, like a super old shell. Yeah, it's like a pretty super old anything. But I like that they have a, yeah. a shower in it, though. Yeah, they do. You it know looks what? like it, there's a shower life for, for truckers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Right? Right? So we might be in a TA. Oh, true. Yes, there were there are a couple different options there. Yeah. Hmm. Interest. Yeah. Um, the thing. Well, so this goes back to one of the things that that I was most wrong about, and something that uh, was like it came up on the Daily Show recently. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, not the Daily Show. Excuse me. Last week tonight with John Oliver. My bad. I always think of like when John Oliver he guest hosted the Daily Show when John Stewart was gone. He was so good at it. I mean, that's obviously why they gave the HBO show. But, like, he was really good even at the daily thing. Like, again, not knocking Trevor Noah. I do enjoy Trevor Noah. It's just, you know, a couple varieties, the same thing. All right. So last week tonight with John Oliver, and they were talking about how, like, a lot of, like, crime shows are propaganda. And that's not how it really works. And so it's kind of perpetuating this myth. And then then it's like you and I were talking about. It's... um, you know, unfortunately, most people of color have had interactions with law enforcement. It's like a, it's like a five, like a far higher percentage than um, anyone white, and then most of those interactions are negative. So, you know, if you tell, like, but that's it's not the case. Like, which it tells you everything you need to know about our society, right? Because it's not the case with white people that almost no interaction for the most part over a lot socioeconomic threshold with law enforcement in any way, shape, or form. And it's never, never negative, right? Like, it's never, it's not like they beat you. You know, like, it just, like, it's not. It's like, they didn't listen to me yeah. when I told them about my stolen diamond. Um, so <laughs> you get this, like, really skewed perception of how things be. And I'm like, I played the freaking DA on the show. And, like, I thought that is exactly, I mean, obviously, I knew it was a television series. Like, I didn't think things ended in 44 minutes. You know, like, oh, it all wraps right. up, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like that kind of thing. But because, like, the only the only exposure I'd really ever had to law enforcement was either, like, its own propaganda, like, on the cars, you know, protect and serve, or, you know, like, we're here to protect, you know, like, all that kind of crap. Or, yeah, um, yeah what you see on TV or what I pretended to be on TV. And right. so, like, you get, uh, and so, like, in- until it happens to you, like, you, I was, I was like, thousand percent wrong i was a thousand percent wrong and it doesn't mean like what cracks me up is all these people like how can you not the show and i'm like i'm not in the show at all everyone knows it's a tv show it's for entertainment the thing is that should not also be people's guidelines to like what it's like when you're actually reporting crimes or interacting with the police like mm-hmm. it, it has become that thing because nothing exists in real life which is the, the real problem yeah. it's not what the show is a problem it's like that's a problem and yeah. um bridging that gap because like you like yeah you don't know like i really thought like if you reported like i thought that they would they would take things seriously and and uh and i should like i'm i don't know like investigate and do stuff um and it was wild so i i put a call out on twitter I'm like hey anyone uh you know if you've had this kind of thing where you had an idea about what law enforcement does and then like how it worked in reality you know let me know danny it was i'm still i cannot if anyone's listening that i haven't gotten back to you yet I I apologize because I'm trying to get back to everyone personally. It is so many people and it's horrifying. And like, and that's the thing, like you, you want to like, I, you know, you want to be able to tell people, you want to be able to tell people like, okay, um, yeah, report your crime. That's the right thing to do. And then when you've done nothing but pay for it, how do you tell anyone to do that? Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. There's a lot of, in, like, first of all, the law is very inconsistent and the way that the law is enforced is very inconsistent mm-hmm. state to state. 
But then within almost every state, there are so many, I think, bad incentives. There right. are, uh, yeah, there's arbitrary like discretion, like things that are. There's so many things that can go wrong at so many stages in the process. And yeah. um, like, I know, like, I have a friend that did, that was a quote unquote victim advocate. It's a mm-hmm. position that they were in um, at a, at a government, like at, at a court, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, just hearing some, like, some of the things that are part of that job description, it's crazy, like, what people go through and then how ineffective the system is at dealing with that. And oh. how victims, because when you work with victims all the time, most victims, unfortunately, the vast majority of victims never see justice. Oh, no, no, system, no, no. It's you know? shocking. And one of those things, talking about, like, you know, misleading me and the chicken, fair enough. Absolutely wrong. <laughs> 100% wrong, right? Yeah. But, like, um, when they... So you hear about these like case closed statistics, you know, which are sound horrifying already. They're like only 9% of cases and, you know, like X, Y, and Z police from were ever closed, right? Like 9%. You're like, oh, terrible. Case closed means they could just drop the case. It doesn't mean they solved wow. the crime. It doesn't mean that someone went to jail or pled guilty. It just meant, you know, we looked into it. We didn't think there was enough there. So we closed the case. Oh, so that nine percent wow. includes like that. Yeah, when, when when you realize how little is happening, it is mind blowing. And then you get yeah. things like judicial discretion, and you get all kinds. It is just the, the system is so unbelievably flawed, and there are kind of no consequences uh for bad behavior for incompetence for all kinds of things and uh it's really disheartening because you think of um all the people that can be hurt by being like i was so entirely wrong about um what law enforcement very often it's not even what they don't do. This seems to be, um, it seems to be the rule, not the exception. That this is this is the way. And we've all met great cops, and we are like related to someone that's amazing and like totally believes that. Like, uh, the the more, the more I'm like, wow, yeah, no, it's, it's kind of it's a lot. But yeah, so yeah. I was I was uh, I was really wrong about that, and I was wrong about it in a way that like I, um, it definitely contributed to like my own like personal harm and you know hopefully hopefully i hope i didn't contribute to anyone else's because i feel bad you know it's one of those things that you don't find out till years later and again it's not that it's an absolutely like no way that the show is bad or shouldn't be on the air but i think that's another reason like people love it so much and like Dave benson and like lead staplers because there is there's not there's no just there's nothing in between there's no justice yeah 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 no it's crazy because um at the end of the day like i think so much of what we see on tv and this isn't just law and order this is like so many different tv shows Mm -hmm. um it is it's like there are still shows today where the cops have to approve it in order for that show to be aired oh uh, Um, oh oh yeah it's it's actually done with like the the military and stuff as well too like usually have to get like approval they actually have like in la and they have an office with like every branch of the service has someone there whose job it is to like review scripts and things like that right yeah and you know know what's crazy i actually almost um got a job at a police station um basically straight up creating propaganda like no yes they were looking for like a digital marketing video type person you know Mm -hmm. and i was like okay like i didn't really look at i was applying for so many jobs that I didn't even look at the job listing really. I just mm-hmm. looked at like basically what the requirements are, if I've met them, if you know, yeah, doing that seemed fun. And then it was only after I applied that I realized it's for a police department. And I was like, oh wow, first of all, how weird is it yeah. that they have that position? It's a police department. It's it not is, the city. It is no, it's, it's very not, odd. Yeah. It's a police department, you know? And then yeah. after I realized that, I was like, yeah. I really sure because personally i haven't really had a lot of great interactions with um, law enforcement oh how odd so, once again <laughs> it's like yeah oh. <laughs> yeah 
so I, yeah, it's weird that I think that um, a lot of times, I think that we are in need of a lot of reform, right? And it's not to say, again, like what you were saying, like cops, not all cops are bad. Well, not even a majority of cops are bad. Um, but also like there are this, the way that the system functions, it fails, it fails so many people. Yeah. And to varying degrees, like if you look at the uh, murder solve rate for uh, white people <laughs> compared to black people, it's like, I don't, I don't have the numbers on hand. No, no, and I, I'm, not, I'm not laughing at that. So different. Like, I'm, I'm literally yeah. like, I'm like thinking, thinking of it this way, right? Like, okay. Um, let's say only, uh, again, 9% of cases, right? Like get resolved, right? Like yeah. resolved. Would we in any way, shape or form? So that's 91% that do not, right? Would we let uh, 91% of chicken onto the market that was just teeming with salmonella? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Would we let uh, 91% of the people getting onto a plane with weapons get onto the plane? You know, would we let it, like it is? It's so it, it's so. Or like the remaining nine percent, yeah, right, right. No, no. I mean, like, yeah. Either either yeah. way, you do it. You know what I mean? Like, no, you've got yeah. no weapons, no blind for you. We're like, you got no weapons, get on the plane. You know, but it's just like any way you cut it, like nobody would stand for anything only being working nine per, and like not even really working, but kind of working. Like if your internet only works like partially nine percent of the time, like you would spaz out. Right. And like, so yeah. they, I mean, besides those heinous discrepancies, and that's like the other thing that I found, I found like in this whole experience, um, that it, that is something I never in my um, my wildest nightmares would have found myself in. But uh, it's so funny, you, you, you tell like your your white friends like, oh, and, and and the first thing they say to you is like, I don't know, that sounds crazy, like. Like, if that were true, what, why wouldn't the cops have done something? And then you tell any of your friends of color, right? And they're like, oh, you wanted the cops to do something? And how'd that work out for you? Yeah, right. not at all. Like, right. there's like, it's yeah. not even a question, you know? Yeah. But anyway, so you're, yeah. you're talking about discrepancy and murder. I mean, it's just. Oh, yeah. Like, that's one thing. And there is another, like, I watched a documentary recently, and it's not a new documentary. Yeah. Um, It's like three years old. Uh. But it's a really good documentary in terms of like how sometimes systems fail. Um, but it's not necessarily like a let's do a deep dive in how police departments work. It was just about a particular person who was posting videos online of killing cats. Oh, he yes, liked. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And one of the things that was crazy about it is because these videos were getting posted online. Nobody really knew where he was posting them from. Mm -hmm. So basically, no law enforcement anywhere in the world wanted to investigate it. And by and, the way, quick question. Were these like, is this a real thing? Was he like, actually doing like cat snuff films? Yeah, he was actually killing cats on film. They were real, like it wasn't staged. Um, so what ended up happening is a bunch of people got together on Facebook. They formed a group. They did so much more to solve this case than um, any law enforcement agency did. And they... Based on his behavior and his the pattern of behavior, yeah. they were able to and things that were in the background, uh -huh. and, uh -huh. like TV recordings they heard in the background, that kind of stuff. They were able to pinpoint him to being in Canada, but Canadian law enforcement agencies didn't care. Of they course. were just like, "You guys, like this more, is just some more online work on my desk, doohickey you know? thing." Like you know, they yeah. gave them all you guys the information that they needed. Yeah, you know, just like <laughs> right, yeah. right. And finally, they were able to get like uh, the Toronto to police to kind of like take information from them and mm -hmm. like learn from it. Um, but then the, he just moved to Montreal and all of a sudden different jurisdiction and they had to start oh, all yeah. over again oh, with yeah. the law enforcement agency that would take them seriously. And they suspected throughout this entire situation that the killer would move on to kill a humans. Yeah, sure because enough, that's... He killed a human and it was something that could have been prevented, prevented. if law enforcement actually and, and that's the thing too. Right. You can like you can like hand them evidence on a silver platter. Do you know what I mean? Like it's one of the yep. things that like of the things I learned. Like should always like take people with you, record anything you can, always have witnesses. This is what when dealing with law enforcement, I'm not talking about like the, when dealing with law enforcement, 
But yeah. um, but yeah, like anyway, yeah, it's a uh, it's yeah. You they, can they, literally give them all of the evidence they that they need. They don't care. But if but, they don't have motivation, like if they don't have incentive to actually look at it, they won't. Right. And the and the and the thing is, what people don't understand is that with DAs, it's one hundred percent discretionary. There is literally nothing. Say someone went and chopped like 15 people's heads off, right? If I'm the DA and I don't want to charge him with murder, I don't want to take him. He, do, he doesn't have to. Like, I don't right. have to. Like, there's yeah. there's literally no thing that says, oh, yeah, those are crimes. So, like, even if you get it past the police, right? Even if you get law enforcement to investigate, even if you get them to do it in a timely way before statute of limitations are run out and everything else, even if you get that far and then it, finally gets to the DA's office, well, then you got to hold that the DA is like, yeah, I'm interested in that case. Or because if they're not, that's it. It ends there. Yeah, there are some DAs. And I, and, and then, of course, like we should probably just note um, that I know that it's different from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Yeah. But Speaking of jurisdiction, it always varies. Like, don't take our word for anything legal. Like, check with someone legal first. This is just our right. experience. We're wrong about places. KFC, so we might be There's wrong about some stuff. There's a lot of stuff. stuff. <laughs> it's complicated. Be, yeah, we only know about our own experiences. But yeah, it, like, we right. could be wrong about all kinds of stuff. But but yeah, I do know, like, a lot of DAs around the country oftentimes will only take cases that they're like, hey, you know what really matters a lot is my conviction rate. Yes. How many yeah. people I can actually convict. And so there are certain cases, and this is where uh, we get back to sexual assault. Mm -hmm. Sexual assault cases are notoriously difficult to right. convict people on. And so a lot of times, I think DAs often will just be like, well, this is a he said, she said thing. And who even knows what happened? And even if they are fed evidence on a silver platter, mm -hmm. they're looking at this case sometimes and they're like, this could, first of all, there's no incentive and look at that evidence because can you actually convict someone of this crime and how good is the evidence really? Right. And then if they do look at, look at it, it's a huge risk for them to take that on. Right. Because the conviction rates are so low. And then they're, you know, a lot of times DAs are elected, it's elected offices. And if right. they take on a bunch of sexual assault cases and their conviction rate goes down, then it's like, then they're out really of office. For their election. Yeah. yeah. So it is really like the way that our system incentivizes and disincentivizes is like just right really so for the people in a, yeah for, for the people like in elected da positions yeah you you explained it exactly right and then for then you've got like the um junior you know, you know this what would be the associates in private practice but the adas who mostly are doing it to, you know we're being their butts off for almost no money you know it, incredible hours every week incredible caseloads and they're mostly doing it for the experience and so that they can get that high conviction rate so that when they're done after the first few years, they can go to a white shoe law firm and command the highest money possible. And conviction rate is a big part of that. Big yeah. part of that. Yeah. It's it's just insane um, to realize, like, on so many levels, yes, like, we're lucky that we have, um, we do have a lot of things in place. But I think, like, the system is so much more broken then people realize. And at the end of the day, like, oh, you know what is riveting, Diane? Tell me. But this is like awful. Tell me. What? That new series that just got released. Dahmer on Netflix. Which, what is it? Dahmer about Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, I can't. Oh, I can't. I know. Oh. I, I normally don't watch those kinds of shows. Well, I might watch like the investigative, like documentary style. But the dramatization ones are like too much for me, but just that case in general, um, okay. the number of times that the police failed oh. to catch him when it oh. should have been so oh. easy for them to do so. I, they yeah. walked into a room with yeah. a dead body in it yeah. and didn't see the dead body. Uh, no, like, it is. It is. Uh, like, seriously. Okay. Also, this is the thing that drives me like crazy is, People were like, oh, this is crazy. This can't happen in real life. And I'm like, how the hell did they make like th like three decades of datelines? You know what I mean? About the dad <laughs> right. that buried the mom and poured her in the new cement floor of the garage. You know what I mean? And nobody found out for right. 20 years. Or like, yeah. or like, or, or like, oh, they're like, oh, the cops don't do their job. Really, Diane? I'm like, yeah, a freaking podcaster married to Patton Oswalt found the Golden State Killer 
after 50 years and he was a damn cop. You know what I mean? Or right. like, you, you think of like the gymnasts, you know, these poor gymnasts who are going to the FBI about their creepy doctor monster for like decades and decades and decades. All of them, their lives being destroyed in the process, right? No one, it takes decades or, or like Epstein, like that's the other thing. Like people are yeah. like, uh, how many decades and like how many women, Cosby, how many decades, how many women, how right. many decades and how many women? So like all these people, like yeah. me, like I shouldn't have been shocked before. Like I shouldn't have been shocked, but I'd always be like, ah, yeah. oh, that sounds impossible. And now I think about it. I'm like, no, that actually sounds like it happens the most. That's actually the, that, that is how everything That's, usually is. Yeah. Yes, not only the, is it impossible, yeah. it's like most, it's the most likely. Right. It's the most likely outcome. thing that's going to happen. Right. And, yeah. you should, and that's like the bummer too. Like you shouldn't be a victim of a crime and to be the safest you can be for yourself to have zero expectation. Right. Like that's messed up. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah you know what? You should have zero. Go do it. It's the, you know, supposedly the right thing to do, but just have zero expectation. They don't care. Yeah. They don't that's care. crazy. Well, the thing that, so, you know, yeah, that's great. Let's talk about, by the way, can we talk about something more interesting? Sure. What? Um, I. Should I do that with more like success? Sure. What? You know, like Danny, I was thinking about <laughs> ordering dinner at Uber Eats. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. Because I'm really I think hungry. I three Uber Eats meal the other day. Did you? Actually, this is probably something I'm wrong about. I just haven't figured out how yet. Like, basically, like as wrong I as to... I was about the KFC thing or like less wrong <laughs> or less consequentially yeah. wrong. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, okay. All I know is I ordered food on Uber Eats mm -hmm. and I never ended up paying for it. And I keep looking at all my different cards and I can't really? figure out where. Yeah, I'm like, where did I pay for it? Like how? Because what happened is I tried to pay for it with, uh, you know, like when your card gets expired it's so you have to get a new card yes, but it's the same yes. number yeah so it was the same number but it was expired so i tried to pay for it, so it like was that. like a different so that, code right yeah like the expiration date and i think security code is different so it failed so mm -hmm. i changed it to apple pay and it like glitched and it never it just was like it never actually prompted me to choose my apple pay card or anything but you got food out of it i got food wow and so yeah, and, like, and it was like know, a good forty, fifty dollar mill. Oh, that's the thing. Like you know, I would say like normally, like if you if you ask, like if I walked out of a store with like forty or fifty bucks worth of anything, I'd be like, oh, and I'd like take it back in, right? But here's the problem um, with the prop, like the companies like like Uber Eats or any of those. You can't even get anyone on the phone to give them back the money. You know what I mean? Like you could spend the next five hours of your life. Just going from like weird chat bot to chat, like it, it, you're ne you're never gonna you're never gonna be like it's <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, it is so, so true. So like I'm, I'm like I'm glad you got it. And like you know if I'm I'm sure if any of us I, had a button, I have a feeling like, yeah. that I didn't get it for free, and I'm just like haven't figured it out oh, yet. <laughs> you know, you know because crap crap like that happens. Okay, can I? T okay, this is a crazy thing that happened recently. Tell stop me if I've told you about it. So um. One of my pals was over and she's having a real tough time too. And we were kind of lamenting and laughing and talking about miracles and like expecting miracles and that kind of thing. Like trying to keep the hope alive, right? Mm -hmm. She goes to bed that night. The next morning, I get this phone call from her. You're never going to leave. You're never going to leave. You're never going to leave. And I'm like, slow down. What's happening? What's happening? She had gone to bed. Let's just pick a number. I don't know how much it was. Let's just say $8,000 like in all of her account. Mm -hmm. She woke up with 109000 in all of her accounts. Oh, my God. And I was like, it's so clear. It's the last month. I'm like, it's an August miracle. By the way, these are things that if it ever does happen to you, don't ever trust anyone on a podcast or YouTube to tell you how to deal with it. This is like actually check with a lawyer because like we were sitting oh, yeah. there, yeah, we were sitting there debating it and I was just like, well, don't they, it's their mistake. Don't you get to keep it? You know what I mean? Like that extra milkshake they make, you know, if you're, yeah. if you're a yeah. shake jack. <laughs> yeah. No, wrong, wrong about that. Totally wrong about that. You know that. what? You know what? It, 
just as a personal piece of advice, yeah. and I want everyone to know how often I'm wrong, as we've been talking about. Yeah, a whole lot of wrong, episode. all of us. Um, I, what I would recommend you do, if you ever get that amount, is take that money. Mm-hmm. First of all, immediately move it to a different bank. And then from there, gamble with it. Like okay. try and multiply okay. it multiple, multiple times over. Because mm-hmm. nothing can go wrong doing that. No, ever. And uh, I'm not going to say what was or was not attempted <laughs> in, the, in the hours between the um, waking up with a discovery of, of such a nature to when it was abruptly stopped. <laughs> I'm just going to say several routes were attempted. It was it was interesting. Um no one was no one was harmed at the end of the day and no yeah but but yeah it was one of those it was what a weird thing to happen though i've never gone to bed and woken up with more money that's crazy yeah i wish that happened to me. although i'm sure it was short-lived usually they catch those things pretty quickly yeah this like la- this lasted like a good four hours but you know what for that four hours for that four hours you know, we you felt on top of the world. <laughs> like it, it, it wasn't even me, right? Because it wasn't mine. But I was just yeah. like, and I knew it was probably going to go away. But like for four hours, like miracles could happen. You know, like, <laughs> it, it was like the double rainbow all the way across the sky. What does it mean? It means 101K put in your bank account in the middle of the night. You know, like it was, it was, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. I'd be like, and, oh my God. I've been applying for loans. I didn't know that they just give them to you. <laughs> they just direct deposit money. Yeah. Oh. Oh my oh gosh. gosh. Oh my gosh. So, so do you want to uh, know something else I was wrong about? Can I tell you one more? Yes, tell okay, me. This no, is, yeah, tell me. This is this is really embarrassing. This is really embarrassing, but this is true. Um, but I didn't realize it until uh recently. So, you know, I was I was very lucky at a very young age in my teens to start making, you know, more, more than anyone else my age was making, that's for sure. And then, you know, like buying my first building in my twenties and like, you know, I was doing all right. Um, as you and I both know, Daniel, <laughs> due to circumstances beyond my control, um, while living bathroom to bathroom and gas station <laughs> to gas station. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't, have it anymore but i had it so for like the majority of my adult life and now i'm not kidding when i'm around friends who say stuff like oh yeah i'm flying my mom out and i'm like i'm sure it's flying about like business and they're like yeah i'm so expensive this time like 11 grand you know and like right oh okay okay Right. Or like, or like, oh, I lost the purse. Well, it was more than what I wanted to pay. What did you want? I was like, I would have been happy with like 15 or 16, but like to have to pay 20,000 for it, like, I feel a little jet. Right. Like, okay. So now I hear stuff like that and I'm like, shut Which, up. You're <laughs> killing me. You're killing yeah. me. I wouldn't give yeah. anything in my anything to have what you just spent on that effing purse or for your old raisin of a mother who it weighs 85 pounds and wouldn't take up half a normal seat anyway, feel free to do, like, seriously, I was so wrong, Danny, because I'm sure I said hardcore douche baggy stuff like that all the time. And people just wanted to murder me. And you know what? <laughs> Made me right. I just, sorry. Like, it's not that I just Isn't came to Isn't it so crazy? Like going, well, I've never been wealthy before. But I have had periods of time where I've been really, really super, super poor all the way to like, uh, I don't, I guess like decently middle class and then kind of like back down again lately. Right. Uh, Yeah. And it is like, it's crazy. Like the different things, like the way that your mindset changes, like even just recently, I realized I was like, yeah, I'm buying a dollar, I'm buying dollar shampoo from the Dollar Tree nowadays. Yeah, not even necessarily because I have to, but for a long time I was like, "Oh, I can't do that because I don't want lead in my hair." Danny, probably lead in my hair. Danny, I'm I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I'm going to admit this to people because, like, and okay, here's also let me let me preface this by saying because I didn't start out like in the acting world or anything like that, and I came from like a normal family, 
like I never felt mm-hmm. special. And I was like, <clears throat> and even being on a ski was like a really amazing lesson that it comes, it goes, right? Like, don't take it too seriously, all that kind of stuff. So I was trying to stay like very like down to earth, what I thought was like down to earth and like normal and, you know, like, and, and stuff like that. And, and tried to be really aware. So like if I invited someone somewhere, like I invited you, I expect to pay because, you know, I used to hate that stuff when I was right. broke, you know, where like people invite you to lunch and you have like a piece of lettuce and then everyone's like, let's let it even lay. And it's like, you know, like a thousand bucks each. Like I hated that stuff. So I always tried to be on yeah. top of that. Obviously, at some point I lost, I lost it. Danny, I used to pay at Barney's for just my conditioner. And it's only like eight ounces. I'd have to check the two. I don't, like I have a tube of that anymore. I don't know why I looked down like I could check the two. Anyway, um, $170. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, uh, and I'm sorry. I feel like the things I don't feel like are wasting money on were helping people that I loved, uh, travel and good food. But yeah. there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, wow. And then talking about it must have like made so many people so angry and i'm so sorry (laughs) i was so wrong about that i was so wrong about that yeah you know what it's that's funny that you mentioned that because i've been thinking about things also like along the lines of like things that i was wrong about in terms of purchases like (laughs) things that i should have never thought that i thought were going to be useful or was going to like work okay, please so just I, like, oh, I can, okay i can name mine off the top of my head but i want to hear yours i want to hear yours first do you have anything in mind um i feel like there's so many travel things like now that i'm trying to travel more and do more things like there are so many travel items that you could just spend like hundreds hundreds of dollars are you talking preparing. about like, accessories like good bags and like little shrinky yeah, things things little you like just, oh like travel towels but guess what no matter where in the world you travel to, there's always a towel. There's always a towel. Always <laughs> a like, towel. Yeah. I mean, there, you might every now and then end up at an Airbnb that doesn't have a towel. And, and that would be real to, like, weird. Message the, It would be pretty weird. Yeah. And you have to like message the host and be like, hey. Right. Do you have a towel? Right. And they'll probably be like, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? Yeah. If they don't, there's a Walmart down the street with an alligator right. in it. That you can buy like a towel for two bucks. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like travel towel, like don't buy a travel towel. Unless maybe if you're going camping and yeah, you're going camping. like a long no, I have like camping towel. You know, yeah. 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 Are you spending yeah, the like, night okay. and you have like, yeah, uh, going to go yeah. swim in the river. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Also, that would be something. Can wrong. you regret some of like your travel thing purchases? Um, I feel like, yes, yeah, some of the things that I got are like not the most useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I guess it happened, but I, I feel like, I don't know if I could ever regret anything as much as buying a $170 eight ounce thing of conditioner. Like <laughs> that sounds like, especially, especially at this stage, oh, there are I things, can understand there, why you'd be like, oh my there, God, there are that I regret so much more than that. Like, um, what is your, okay. Can I ask, sorry, can yeah. I ask you yeah. give like, uh, um, Physical, like if you could only express in picture form mm-hmm. with emotion, how much you regret your, the biggest thing you regret, what would it look like? Would it be like, oh, oh, hold on. Or it'd be like, it'd be wait, like, wait, at, at the, t- at the time of purchase. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the story around it. I'll do the faces and then you have to guess what it was. <laughs> okay. So this okay. was like, there's a, there's a baseball player in the Yankees called Jorge Posada who has since retired. Right. And his big gala every year was for this horrible condition that affects like kids' craniums. And it was like really good. And so I get put at a table this particular year with uh, A-Rod, Derek Jeter, Bernie Williams. Like, I'm not even into sports. It's like the greatest team of the greatest sports team out of all sports in the history of sports, right? Like that's who I'm at a table with. And yeah. I am with my best friend, Bane's wife. And, uh, you know, obviously I don't drink now. Um, it's been a very long time. And I didn't stop, by the way, I didn't stop drinking because I have like a problem. I just also did it so rarely that I'm really bad at it. You know, like I was never good <laughs> at it because I started late in life. So even if you do it like once every couple of like, you just suck at it, you know, like just suck <laughs> at it. So um, Aviv and I were a little bit like, Meh. 
And we were having so much fun. And I, I didn't realize this was a bad thing. I was having them all sign a baseball for me for like my like neighbor that was dying. Like I knew it was going like in a coffin, but like they probably didn't. They're like, I can't believe she's doing this. This is going to be like the most expensive baseball in history, by the way, which is in a coffin somewhere in Jersey. But anyway, so <laughs> like, oh, God, I wish I kept that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. So um, I start bidding. Now, I just bought a brand new SUV for a husband market right like no, there was no he nothing was good enough he always wanted to switch up and train and all that. he just gotten a brand new one but um so, was it worth somebody some big baseball player was auctioning off their brand new giant suv that was like fully kitted out right like this thing had like shiny rims like pearl it was it was glorious and and i'm not good with alcohol and I decided this was the greatest idea in the world to start bidding on, right? Like, oh, I'm going to bid on this. And a fiend's egg me. Don't have the money. Totally unnecessary. It's up to like a hundred grand. Okay, I'm not kidding you. Like, this was like insane. <laughs> and by the way, there are pictures of this night. And I can tell you how the picture, you'll know. Like, if you go to Getty Images, I'm an idiot. I'm like standing up, like doing the space, like, yay, like bidding on this. While wearing like the <laughs> missile because Miss America was at our table too. And I'm like wearing her sash, like hammered, wearing like Miss America sash, like badly betting on this car that I absolutely do not need in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Bernie Williams. Oh, wait, hold up one second. I got to let Charlie. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm coming back. Okay. <clears throat> Bernie Williams saves my life. He can tell that I'm of <laughs> sound mind, right? and where yeah. bernie 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 williams says like i'm gonna keep it hold it. and his wife where they were amazing they're like just keep that arm down keep that arm down <laughs> and they're like you know what we could use that for our son you know it's for a good cause and they're just like literally like holding my arm down and be like hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> sorry and then and then bernie williams buys it right while holding my arm down, saving me money I don't have for a thing that I already just bought, right? Like, uh, thank you, Bernie Williams. Until the day I die, thank you. However, I'm I'm like, oh, come on, Bernie, you took my phone, right? That's like I'm <laughs> yeah. Well, tipsy trying to spend over a hundred thousand. <laughs> I'm obviously slightly inebriated, right? So, and Aviv's yeah. like, yeah, we need something. Uh, like, why we're wearing this? I mean, just such jackasses, like jackasses. <laughs> Bernie says, I'll let you bid on that. And I see this thing and I'm like, oh, I have to have that. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Aviv was like, yeah, you do. I'm like, oh, oh, it's happening. She's like, it's coming. I'm like, it's coming home with us, right? So we bid <laughs> on this thing, okay? Mm -hmm. And at the time, I think there's actually a picture of like we winning the bid. I'm like, Grr! I'm like, <laughs> would you like to know what it was and what my feeling yeah. was after realizing that i'd made this decision so yeah the, the next it? the next morning i'm not feeling awesome <laughs> i'm like ow and i get this call saying miss neil i'm calling from you know mr pisana's charity and uh you had the winning bid as you know on this item, uh, uh, we need you to pick it up today or tomorrow. So Saturday or Sunday, today or tomorrow in in uh, the in Manhattan, we have delivered the item to your your publicist's office. Now, my publicist, who I only had a publicist for like a minute, she was like on the nineteenth. She's on the twentieth floor of a building that the elevator only went to nineteen. So the last floor, you had to walk up to the top. It was really weird. Um, okay. And I was like, and I'm like, can you, I'm like, just refresh my memory. What exactly did I purchase again? Oh, Miss Neal, you purchased the life-size stuffed elephant. <laughs> um, I am not kidding, Danny. Okay, can I just say, <laughs> I can see both how, why you regret buying it. But also why you were so excited to buy it. That sounds amazing. I know. And it was a stuffed animal. 
It like, but it was so huge. It had a steel infrastructure. It had steel infrastructure inside. Now, mind wow. you, this effing thing is is easily three times the size of the bathroom that I'm in. I mean, it is in higher yeah. than the ceiling for sure. Yeah, like without a wow. doubt. And it is it has somehow been delivered <laughs> to the the toilet floor of a building where there's only an elevator that goes from. 19 down not only that so i'm like i'm like i tell marcus this right but it wasn't he's like i'll tell you this time you want to be you've got yourself into this mess you're gonna have to get yourself out of it right and i'm like come on (laughs) so i call my best friend ben of his husband and he's like oh mate you want to be really in it? You stepped in it last night. That's it. And you too. You're going to have to go do this one yourselves. I'm like, why do you hate us? <laughs> so we get in the big SUV that I had just bought for Marcus, right? That Bernie Williams saved me from purchasing a second of. And we drive it. And this was like in the 20s on Fifth Avenue on a Saturday, right? We get out. We like park it legal. It's the kind of shit you do like when you're like a little too, like you're, we, I don't even remember. We just parked it legally in front of the building. We take that elevator. We walk up the last flight of stairs. This, I, I have, I had no recollection of it being that monstrous. It was adorable and it was so huge. Danny, it wouldn't even fit in the damn elevator. We had to carry it down <laughs> 20 flights of stairs, right? And like, and huge thing. You so know, like when they delivered it there, they delivered it through the stairs? Yes. 20 flights up! 20 flights up! By the way, it doesn't like I have like a doctor's appointment today. So I have like, I have like, yeah. So um, I, I have no idea. So we were and like, you know, when you're carrying something awkwardly shaped and the steps are really narrow, so you have to like hold it up above the railing, you know, and then like off yeah. and above. We had to do that oh. for 20 flights <laughs> and completely hung over. Like we were not well. We were not well. We finally wow. get it out onto Fifth Avenue, right? And my car is like being moved by the cop. It, it was insane. So I'm like, babe, you stay here with the elephant, right? She's like, with an elephant on Fifth Avenue, this huge elephant. <laughs> I like go chasing after like, the, I was like, what's going on? They're like, can't park here. I'm like, I, I, I had to get that elephant. And they were like, and they looked and they're like, what the hell? And I'm like, I'm like, I know. I'm like, I gotta have the car to get the elephant out, right? <laughs> like, that was like one of the benefits of being like this was like you know peak SVU years right so at least the cop like yeah. knew who I was and it was fine so I get my car back and then I'm like I'm just like like just I'm, officer I'm just gonna lean here for a minute so I run back to a beat and we're trying to I mean this thing is so heavy it's so heavy and there's no good way to carry it because its legs are so high you can't even yeah. like get underneath that and like and we, fi- <laughs> we finally got it to and like I had a Huge, like one of those irrational SUVs, right? This is what Marcus wanted. I, oh, gee, if I'm an eco guy, obviously not. You know, you want the giant gas guzzler. Anyway, wouldn't fit inside. Like, at all. I don't even know why we thought that was even a possibility. So we had to lash this elephant to the roof of the giant car, <laughs> to the roof, and then drive it to New Jersey, where I was living at the time, because SVU filmed in New Jersey. Oh my god! I would have loved to see you driving down the road with that. I, I mean, like it was, and like it was so huge. Like we didn't even. I'm like, are we? Are we gonna make it through the tunnel? Like this is insane. <laughs> so then, getting in, getting in in that house was its own special nightmare. Finally got it in the house. It ended up having a room of its own for like six months because it was that big. Like, like you could do nothing if you needed. Like there was nothing else that could be done with that room because that was the elephant's room. But it was also the elephant's room, like, like the best of us. The elephant's room was like on the top floor, right? So, and 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 so like the way brownstones work, um, you know, like they're very tall and narrow, and you know they have like a bunch of you know windows in the front and the back, and then you know obviously nothing in the middle, and yeah. because you're attached to other houses, so there are no windows on the sides, just tons of the front and the back. So the elephant was in its own room, <laughs> but like kind of parallel with all the windows in front. Now, my best friend Ben, like all Aussie blokes, <laughs> is a real rough and tumble kind of boy. <laughs> so anyway, one night we're all playing cards or something 
Ben takes a look at the elephant. He's like, oh, it's time somebody tamed that beast. Oh, like Steve Irwin, like mode. <laughs> Runs at this thing, like full throttle, jumps on its back. Here's the problem, though, Danny. Ben is like a six foot three, like at the time, 230 pound bloke, right? The uh-huh. elephant steel infrastructure really wasn't meant to handle that weight at a speed, you know, <laughs> like, like with the extra force from the speed. One of its back legs crumples. Ben almost eats it flying out the window. <laughs> it was so crazy, Danny. It was oh, so crazy. My. <laughs> what? What? What floor was it? Third floor? <laughs> Lord. Oh was, my god. He almost got killed by jumping like an elephant. Like, can you imagine what that funeral wow. would have been like? Wow. Like I I love their children. I don't can't imagine if those girls didn't exist. And like because because their their future father like jumped on a stuffed elephant a little too hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Talk anyway. about being wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that was just I, the wrong move to attempt. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And like, God love Ben. He breaks everything he touches. Like he, he like, it's, it's not, it's none of it's intentional, but like, you know, we, I'd have, we'd like having, we'd have like a barbecue. So like I'd have one of those huge lemonade jars that had like a spigot on it, you know, fresh, he literally go to, and the spigot would just like fall off and it would just like shoot lemonade out. You know, like anything he went near would just like instantly disintegrate. But that is hilarious. Yeah, oh it's uh, that elephant man of even like trying to get that thing down Fifth Avenue is so hungover. It's just feeling wretched <laughs> with like the cops. Like, I'm like, no, can't make <laughs> Yeah. So how did you end up? Um, how did you end up getting rid of it? Oh, Danny, Danny, I tried to give this thing away to every children's hospital, foster home, shelter, anything, <laughs> anything, anywhere with children that would love this thing. A little heads up to anyone that wants to donate stuff. Uh, plush toys, right? Because this was like a giant stuffed animal. It just happened to have like a steel infrastructure that obviously yeah. could not withstand 230 pounds of Aussie running at it, but otherwise was quite sturdy. <laughs> <laughs> but anything that's considered plush, like stuffed animal, no one will accept it because uh, for safety hazard reasons. Right. Yeah. So, it, you know, and then I thought about shaving it, but then I was like, that's not going to do any good. It's still, still material. <laughs> and then. It's all fabric. Yeah. And then. And then. And I would by, love by to the, see you shave a giant elephant. So here's like the, and, like, and here's the thing, too. Okay. So, so like, and this is, this is going to be one of those douchebaggy things that I used to say that now I know is douchey, but like. I bought the whole building and then I, t- <laughs> and then it had originally been multiple apartment. Right. And then I turned it into a single family house. Right. So I had more room than almost anyone in the tri-state area and the elephant had to take up an entire room. Right. So almost <laughs> anyone else on earth that's living in a studio or one, but there, there's no place for this thing. Right there, there's no, there's no right. apartment big enough. Right, I owned the whole building, and it was not big enough for the elephant. It was that big. Yeah, yeah. So one one stretch of days when like the weather was going to be good for like five days in a row, we were like, "That's it." It took like seven seven of us to get this thing out of the house, right? And we ended up doing it through one of the windows and like getting a like a whole pulley system and lowering yeah. it. I mean, again, what was I thinking? Like, what was I thinking? Daddy, what was I thinking? What? And like, by the way, every every moment of the, the stuff that had happened with this elephant, like, it, it was seriously like, why? Why, you moron? What are you doing, you idiot person? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So finally get it out and, and like, put something like, like a tarp down so it's like, feet don't get dirty. <laughs> like, Get it kind of half in the road because, like, live on a side street, a lot of business on that street, right? Uh, put a flashing light on it and a big sign that said free. <laughs> you did it, you did not. Yeah, because I did figured, it work. Well, so this, by the way, this was literally in my taking up a room of my home for <laughs> yeah. over six months. Right. And I, when I said I called every charity, like, I don't want to waste this thing. Like, for, like, it should yeah. go, cannot be done, not possible. Tried everything. So I'm like, okay, since the street 
you can kind of see it if you're driving by, if you see the flashing red light, you might be like, what's that? You know, like turn or come yeah. back around. So I'm like, yeah. maybe that's the only way there's going to be enough traffic to get anyone to see the free sign. And yeah. um, finally, I think it was like the third day. <laughs> and so they're like, we've covered up at night, you know, so we like stay fresh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like just in case there's like a surprise shower. <laughs> and like, not, not, like it was so big. By the way, like we lived in kind of a ghetto. Like what? And then like New Jersey City, which has now just been voted the most expensive city in America to live. It was not wow. gentrified back then, it, which was fine. Like, you know, we didn't laugh. Like, we loved all of our neighbors, but like, yeah. it was not the, yeah. it was like the most dangerous place to live in America, not the most yeah. expensive. Like, it was, and no one stole it. Like, that's how big it was. Like, <laughs> like even try, Danny. So, so finally, it's like the third day. And I was just like sitting on the stoop and I was like, are we gonna have to take it like a chainsaw to it? Like, I'm like, this is terrible, right? You don't have to do that. And this car comes up and then it stops. And I just hear like this couple talking, and they're talking and they're like walking towards me, but they're looking at the elephant and they're not paying attention at all, like to anything else. They're like, This is a, this would definitely go in his room. Is this man mate? So they start they're going like this, and I'm like, This is great. And then they look up and they're like, Holy shit, Casey Novak. I'm like, <laughs> like Will you, will you guys take my elephant, please? <laughs> it, was so, it was so random. It was so random. So I got a bunch of ropes from the garage and we tied it to the top of their like Corolla and they, they, they took it to be part of their kid's room, which had like uh, kind of like an African safari vibe for their, their baby. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I wonder yeah. if they were ever able to get it to fit. Uh, I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. And like the funny but thing. But we'll assume <laughs> it was a no. <laughs> but also too, like there's this moment, like, you know, if you're like selling an old car or something, you have to tell everyone the things that are wrong with it. Like there was, one, yeah. there was like a moment where I'm like, I got to tell you guys, the back left leg, real weak. Real weak. <laughs> 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 If you weigh over like two, 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 don't jump on it. Boom, it's just going to go. Boom. And I'm like, yeah. just, I got to get full disclosure, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is so Danny. funny. Danny, Danny, Danny. Okay, that story took forever. My apologies, everyone. That was a wonderful story, though. Um, and all of it, totally all of it 100% true. It. Yeah, what's up? I had, a, I had a surprise video to show you this week, but I oh forgot. Oh my gosh. So it's going to have to wait till next week because we're already okay. at the hour. Do you know what I am? I might give things away. I'll have to ask the gentleman caller, his mom and her boyfriend. I don't know how to describe because I'm trying not to give anything away. Uh, they're incredible performers. Um, very, very cool musicians. Amazing. And over COVID, what they decided to do was start a band with just the two of them because they sing and play lots of instruments and stuff. And he learns how to use all this super funky editing software. And they make some videos that would blow your mind. And really? uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, so I'm going to see if I have permission because those are worth a watching. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so next week we'll have a video week. Yeah. Anyway. That'll be fun. We'll just like, be like, it'll be a watch party. Can we, can we, Danny, do you know what I always want? Like I'm, I'm trademarking this right now. This is a show that I always really wanted to do. And then we're going to stop because this is going long. Um, actually, you know what? I'm not going to, I'll talk to you about it off camera because if it's something we can do as a real show, we should do it as a real show because it's hilarious. Okay. So sorry, you guys, you can't, you can't listen to this. Cover your ears. No. <laughs> yeah, forget that part. Um, but yeah, so I'll I, I will walk us out. You guys, thank you for listening to some long and winding stories today of mine. Always never giving Danny enough time to talk, which is a damn shame. Boy's good. You're fun to <laughs> listen to. Fun. I like to listen. I don't know about that. I'm very grateful that I have you here. I don't think I could do a podcast alone because it would just yeah, be long, could. boring rambles. Whereas you actually you mean have like the ones I do to say, no, no, wow. yours are so funny. I, I, I was like, 
I'm going to talk about random. Anyway. I love your random stuff. I was wrong about KFC, Danny. I really, I believe <laughs> that to the core of my being. And I was wrong. I was wrong. And I feel badly about being wrong. And I am, I am sorry. I'm also sorry to everyone that ever had to listen to me talk about something really expensive when they couldn't afford a damn thing and how annoying that must have been. And I also, I don't regret the stories that I got from the elephant, but man, do I regret buying that <laughs> elephant. <laughs> but, yeah. but I will say this again, Bernie Williams, I cannot thank you enough. Bottom of my heart for saving me from buying like a $40,000 SUV and instead buying it for like $100,000 for no reason when I had just bought another one. So thank you, Bernie Williams, forever. Amazing. And on that note, um, Denny, I can't wait till next week. I'll see you then. I will see you then. And bye, everyone at home. Toodle. Toodle. I stole your line. Toodle. It's okay. It's ours. Thank you for sharing <laughs> it with me today. <laughs> Thank you.